are listening to Love and Live the Questions, a podcast based on the Rilke quote, be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. And that's what we do here. We live out on the podcast, the places in life where there is unresolved and questions and share our own personal involvement with the topic at hand. We're investigating it to move toward answers for ourselves. But the point is to live, not just find an answer. The experience of life is what it's all about. Fiona and I are exploring the energy of I love, the center of us all, and the energy of the heart. We explore checking in to the power of connection at our own heart centers How can we work on instilling the belief that love is always readily available? Can we then, just as so many others in the past, change the world with love? Join us in the discussion. Hello, Fiona. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to this episode of I Love. We were... Um, on I Do last week, which is quite different. And I don't know if you could tell the difference (laughs) between last week and then this week with I Love. And what I had sent out was that um, meta or loving kindness, um, you know, just as if you wanted to explore it in that way, that that very much goes along with this heart chakra energy of I Love. Because a lot of the time when we, think about I love and what that means, we'll put it into a context of, well, it's a feeling or love is an action. Um, You know, love is something other than what it actually is, which is this more unconditional place of, it's just there. We all have, if we want to term it love, we all have love within us. Um, but that love is the same. It doesn't matter how we act, how we feel. The um, core of that love is universal. It's the same for all of us. And, and it is our center. And um, so it was interesting to really just take this week to practice that in a way of feeling and sensing that universal type of love. Um, and I have, have my own kind of journey with it this week. But did you practice the loving kindness or how did you approach? Um, I, I didn't specifically do the loving kindness, although I have done that one in the past. I did, I did another form of meditation um, which I'll send you the notes for. Um, it was a YouTube, uh, it was a heart chakra meditation. Um, yeah. And I, I sort of just, like you're saying, like, I think I kind of knew what it was. And like, so I just kind of, I didn't actually work that much at it. I just sort of had it be in my mind as something that we were going to be talking about. Um, and it's interesting because this is, uh, 
you know, this is a little tangent I've been on for a while around like connecting with my heart. Um, and kind of, it's been a little bit of a journey really, but, um, so not to say, so it's, it's been like, uh, it's something that I, I care about, like, but it was something that I didn't know, like, you know, like there's things, you know, that you don't know and things that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and this connection with the heart was one, like, I didn't even know how disconnected from my heart I was until I knew I was disconnected from my heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I, it, and to the level of sensation, right? Like where, how I experienced my body was like, um, oh gosh, it, when I tried to connect with my heart, it was just the idea. There was no sensation that went with it, all of that. So um, for the last, I guess it's probably been a year or two that I've been trying to connect even just somatically with, with the sensation that comes from my heart. But I notice when I do that, there's like, um, I experience it almost like a, a dropping of awareness. Yeah. Like it's as if like, I, maybe I've always got like a flashlight on my forehead and I'm always like looking around and thinking and talking. But as I started to try to just know my heart, I, it was as if that flashlight just dropped down. Mm-hmm. Um, and one experience that I had with that um, was I, I started, there's a few little exercises that I did over time. Like one was at HeartMath Institute. Oh yeah. Um, and then they have a, they ha- actually have a little biofeedback device called an M-Wave 2. Um, and that's around um, heart rate variability and coherence of the heart. Yeah. And so these are all ways that I was just trying to kind of have a relationship Um but it was interesting, like even I think the biggest shift was just that, okay, first awareness that there is no connect, there was very little connection. There's just a sort of lack of relationship. And then sort of like how I've tried to sort of build that over time or just be available for it. But one cool thing I will say that happened like when I was doing, especially when I was doing some of that work with the M-Wave 2, like, and I noticed it weirdly, like when I was checking out at places mm-hmm. and how I would like checking out at the grocery store and I ha- how you're always having this sort of interaction with people that's, you know, you're talking, you're exchanging money. And quite often, like, you know how you can tell somebody's like not having a good day or sometimes it's almost like you get crosswise with the person and you don't even quite know how it happened or they may seem to be in a weird zone. Anyway, when I was doing this work with that, with trying to drop into my heart, like, I would find myself in those circumstances just dropping down. And the way that I experienced that person was so different. Um, It was this, it wasn't like I was like, you know, it was, it was just such a, it was was like, I am, it was this sense of connection with that person and just this, like all of those judgments and like analysis of what was even happening in that situation suddenly became sort of irrelevant. And I just, Oh yeah. 
we're we have this connection through our hearts. I I can't explain it, but I and I felt this warmth toward strangers that was not like I, I would love to feel warm toward strangers like all the time, but that's not my experience. <laughs> like I don't think I feel cold toward them. I just I just don't know strangers. Uh-huh. But when I connected with my heart, there was just this beautiful moment where it's like, yeah, there was just this closeness too. So anyway, that's a that's a long story, but um so that's it's interesting now to be doing this podcast um and have that like this week sort of just be a place of just like, okay, what's what are my questions around this and 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 what I find is still in a way back to what I said is like, I don't know what I don't know. There's a big blank base. Like, you know, I, I know a lot more than I used to, or I've experienced a lot more of connection, but there's still so much like, Oh, I don't even have a question about it. Like that level of like, I'm a, I'm an, I'm learning. So I'm still at a very beginner stage, you know? Yeah. Like I don't even know what question to to ask because I don't even know anything about this subject almost kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, and I'm not interested in what I thought I did. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The words I would use would take me back up into my head again and would be all story. Like, so it seems like it's just, it's just hanging out, you know, um, I like the way you uh, verbalized that when you were trying to connect with strangers, you're like, that's not something you normally do because you don't know strangers. Um, But what's interesting is that just like you said, when you try to connect with them through your heart, just putting your, your attention into that space of your center, you do know that stranger. Right. You know, and that's what's so fascinating is that that's the truth of it all in life is that we do all know each other. Um, So if we would just be able to come from this place of our hearts instead of, you know, our minds, um, our ego, you know, whatever it is that wherever we come from, that would be so lovely but yes it was less work this week like you were saying um because it wasn't necessarily a to do kind of feeling of action but it was a little bit more difficult in ways too yeah um so for me I I went ahead and I did practice that loving kindness um, meditation. Like I just found one on YouTube too. I just, I I love YouTube for that. And um, it was like a, you know, 15 minute meditation of loving, loving kindness. I, years ago, I started out doing loving kindness with, um, are you familiar with Jack Cornfield? I think that's his name. Well, he does a lot of meditations and uh, has CDs and stuff. And I had one years ago before, like, the internet was so readily available and um, his voice is a little bit annoying to me. Some people don't like to it's nasally or something. And so I was kind of turned off from that loving kindness because of the way that he sounded with it. So going back and finding something on YouTube, I was like, Oh, okay, well now I can handle it a little bit better. And it was interesting because, um, I found myself practicing it 
at times are trying to practice it at times when I would have a habit of not coming from a place of love or kindness. Like if my reaction wanted to quickly be, um, I'm so upset with you or whatever it is, or I don't like what's going on or you didn't use your liquor, you know, in traffic or whatever it is, I would, maybe that would come out, but then I would also go into, Oh, I'm just going to put out, uh, and the, the phrase that this meditation had it as was, may you be happy, may you be well, yeah. may you be comfortable and at peace. And so, um, if I caught myself before my habit loop, I would do that. But if not, I would do it afterwards and be like, okay, let's, you know, let's do this. And it felt better to me. It, it felt like a prayer often. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time I feel like, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily someone that prays in the, um, traditional sense anyway, but often if you are going to pray or have something heartfelt for someone, it's difficult for me anyway, to, it's like, you're searching for what exactly to say. And I really liked connecting with this as something to say. Yeah. Because it was, like I said, it felt like a a prayer. You're at a loss for words. Well, just go into this. And it felt better often than when we were talking about just having gratitude for the sake of practicing gratitude. If you need to open your heart, that's what you need to do. Practice gratitude. Like it's like this thing, right? And yeah. we're like, we can't always practice gratitude because sometimes you really are not grateful and, um, and that's okay. And then it all, you know, might feel fake if you're just practicing gratitude just because it's the thing to do. So this to me felt much more authentic. Yeah. Like, um, like I, it was just like a, something to give out, um, and not, not even expect any change or transformation necessarily. It's just that I was attempting to muster something up from this place inside me of my heart that I actually do have. But even if I didn't quite connect with it, that I could at least give those words out and mean it in some form. And then yeah. perhaps the more that I do it, the, the more that I would actually feel that presence or that sensation around the area of my heart now through through this meditation you know of course they take you through well first you say it to you you know may I and then you uh, bring up someone that you dearly love um, and then I could feel it more I could start to feel it more when I actually did have a connection with that person like I would imagine their face before me and send it to them send other or bring in other loved ones I could feel it acquaintances someone that you're having a conflict with um and I could even feel it then if if I would bring up someone I had a conflict with and then try to feel something other than a conflict with this person like oh may you be happy may you be well but whenever we get into that part like you're saying of the strangers you know send it out to everyone in the universe, all, um, nationalities, all sexes, all, you know, all these different things. Well, because I didn't have faces, 
And I was just trying to muster up, oh, okay, uh, here's the, um, this community, but it's not, you know, it's not really people. The further I would go out, the further I would not have a sensation. It's just like, ah, I feel like I'm, I'm just doing this. I'm willing to do it. It's just that I feel like I am just doing this. And so maybe eventually the more I did it, um, I would have more of that sensation. Yeah. Um, but yes, I've always felt that, that the further I go out, the, the less I have. Right. Well, and it's interesting because I think that's like, uh, I feel like this is something that's like an established like thing about how we, oh, how we can connect with other people, like on a smaller scale, like, for instance, if somebody down the street is having a hard time, like mm-hmm. most of us are going to actually physically and somatically feel moved to support that person in some way. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, you know, you know, a disaster structure town. Well, it's just like you just find yourself doing something to support. But then you think about the things that are happening on a massive scale throughout the world that. uh that do not connect in the same way, right? Like sometimes I think almost because of the numbers involved, mm-hmm. you know, like that it's hard to connect that way. Um, I guess that like, you know, I guess that's just our, you know, like probably our tribal nature, right? Like that we, we had a stake with people that we could see and that were close to us and you know it's probably just hard but I'm curious like if doing it over time like does somebody who's practiced this for 10 years or 20 years like do they reach that level of knowing like where actually that isn't that isn't a lot of people anymore like just the same way that like at the grocery store I would think this this person and I are connected like I wonder if if after many, many years, like maybe it feels like the whole world is actually like, maybe it's even a somatic experience as well, you know, just through that practice and building those networks over time. I wonder if about not even being a somatic experience so much as um, even more natural than that, that not that you numb out to the feeling, the feeling is there, but it's not quite as noticeable because it's just there. Yeah. You know, because um, it may, doing this makes me think of one of my nieces went, this was a f- uh, several years ago, I think I told you about it, but she went to New Zealand for uh, like six months or so in a program to um, outreach, I guess is what you would call it, where they would go into communities in, where were they? They went to a lot of places. Some were in New Zealand. She went to um, Thailand, I think. Oh gosh, I don't know. If I was not in the middle of doing this recording, I would be able to tell you exactly where she went. But of course, now that I'm, you know, just doing this on the fly, I cannot even think of where she went. But anyway, um, she went to all of these places And they would just help people like she uh, went through the Himalayan uh, mountains and they were just hiking and backpacking and, you know, staying in people's homes 
basically along the the route and they would help them you know either build a dam where the the village needed it or you know things along those lines well after the six months we my sister her mother and our mother her grandmother we all went to new zealand to get her basically you know to come home that's that was, we went to go pick her up in new zealand but um we went there after her program was finished and I was amazed at the love that she had for people after this was over. Like there was a definite difference between the Alyssa before and the Alyssa after she was so open and, and you could just tell that whoever she looked at, she didn't even know them, but she loved them. And it was fascinating to me to see that not only because it was such a change but because it was obvious in just being around her that she just loved people (laughs) you know um so this loving kindness and just this I love energy made me think of that but this was an, an immersed period you know, six months of learning and opening yourself up to love to begin with, uh, that we just don't do every day. But if we did, wouldn't we have such a a brighter outlook (laughs) on on the world and our own lives and in general, because nothing matters except that we love one another. Right. And what the world definitely needs is more love like yeah. I mean just definitely <laughs> it's more love so well yeah and it's it's in, like when you were talking about like the example of being in traffic and like you know maybe for a moment it's like oh you know and then oh I, I have this thing I can say may you be well or may you be at peace mm-hmm. and I was like as you were describing it I was like remembering times where I'd you know, been practicing that. And like one of the things that were so was so effective about those moments was that there was a real novelty to that. Like it's, it felt powerful because it was also new. Yeah. It was not, a, I was like, Oh, I just say this thing. It's not a, deci- I don't decide if this person's worthy. You know, I don't decide if they are even a safe person or not safe person. Like, this is the thing that I say and it is and that feels like something that is new at least for me in my life it's new to have have like oh what if the option is no matter what may you be at peace may you you know is that connection with love and connection with this person who's in front of you with with you know with love, with this beautiful, supportive energy. <laughs> like, uh-huh. so, um, and really we can do that, right? Like, you know, she had this amazing experience that was sort of like a greenhouse, right? Like, you know, where this is what she chose and she invested to do it and all of that, right? Like it's not, but any one of us can just choose to, um, to just prioritize above all else, a loving heart. Yes. Um, 
so it's not it doesn't require any more time really right like no and it re- and it can replace like you're saying so many like last week we were talking about habits um, mm-hmm. and it can replace so many of those habits that do not serve us because nothing is going to serve us as well as love serves us no you know um because actually this week while while we were doing the loving kindness or just the I love something pretty traumatic well very traumatic happened in Ryan's family and uh people can go into different um ways of being when something tragic really happens it's not their deal but still you're affected by the tragedy of of something that took place yeah and you know I can I can see how some people go of course they go into worry and why wouldn't you if it's it's actually your family a close close family member you're going to worry um but I found myself just going in every time they would come to mind, which was quite a bit because it was a few days of, you know, we didn't know if this person was going to live or die. Mm. And and he did actually um, pass on Sunday. And every time I would think of him or think of the family member, because it would just come up in me like, Oh my gosh. Cause it was so shocking. Uh, what had happened that every time that would come up, I would just say the loving kindness, you know, have the picture of their uh, face in my mind and, and just send out, may you be happy. May you be well, because I would wonder if, if, if that was my husband instead of someone, you know, just related to my husband and not as, as close to me, would I be able to do something like that? if it was someone that close to me, like my own husband, you know, instead of going into worry or instead of going into some other habit that I would have, um, I don't know that it would be as easy. Regardless, it felt nicer to me to be able to go to that place rather than, oh gosh, this happened and there's nothing I can do, obviously, but I don't want to think about it and, and, you know, um, have what I know of happened play in my mind and just feel for them. Well, what am I feeling for them? Um, Just send them love, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so it was interesting to be able to experience actually feeling like I was putting that out to someone and something tangible that was going on. Yeah. 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 Like that's almost sounds like I could imagine it feeling almost empowering, right? Like that you're not helpless. And, you know, I think there's also something about that that seems like (laughs) it seems truly loving. Like, like so often when things happen that are really disturbing or troubling, like we will have these big, I will have these big reactions but if I really, really am honest about that reaction, that's about me. Like, that's about what that means for my world. Like, uh, it's just really, uh, you know, and that's fine. I mean, it, we do have reactions, but it's not, it is not fundamentally about that other person, you know, like, whereas, 
what you're describing, if it is possible for us, if, if in this place of love, we are all connected, then in fact, you are actually giving this person something, you know, in a place that they maybe possibly couldn't even be reached by anything else. Right. Like, I don't know the circumstances, but like, you know, maybe the most effective way at that moment to support this person was this love, you know, that's right. I mean, regardless of the outcome, you know, that's, that's the thing that, that will live on. Yeah. You know, um, but I do, I, I agree with what you're saying because then on the other end, when it is someone that's close, close to you, and yes, it's not a, tra- a tragedy that's happening between you and this person, um, but just being up- upset about things in, in general, like, um, oh, if I had an example, but you know, you, you live with your husband, so, or, or anyone that's close to you, things are going to come up and you're going to have your normal reactions of, yeah turn down the TV or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And rather than, and I would try to practice that too, rather than going, what I, what I'm trying to say is that I recognize, and not that I didn't before, but even more so fully that, that when I am outside of myself and I am paying attention to other people instead of myself, um, I start to get into those habits of there's a problem here. Yeah. You know? And so when I would sense that energy of, oh, there's a problem here, there's an issue, the TV is too loud or whatever it is, instead of going into a, oh, I can't stand the TV being so loud. Can you please turn that down? Um, Instead of even saying that, take that moment to maybe be happy. <laughs> maybe you be, well, and, it, and it, it almost feels like that Seinfeld episode of serenity now, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's so fake to me because I really, I really did want to connect with my husband in a way before I reacted to what was bothering me. Um, I wanted to connect in a way of, let me connect with love first. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see what happens about this thing that's... Ah, yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, and it's funny, like, when you're describing that, like, I've I've done that sometimes, um, although it'd be really nice to make it a habit, but, like, I've done that sometimes. Um, I think more so with my son, if he's been having, like, if we've been having some kind of a, a struggle over something and what, as I remember it, like that moment of just thinking, okay, may you be well, may you be at peace. Um, or just thinking about love and sending love, like in those moments, what it did is it really, it I actually did really ground me in such a way like that was, um, you know, I don't think I'll, you know, it's not like I didn't know I wasn't ground, grounded, right? Like until I became grounded. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. Okay, well, it's perfectly reasonable right now that I would yell back, you know, and lay down a few little things about the way the world works. Like that just is like, that is grounded. That's, that's how you parent, you know, but taking that pause and then you're, 
like, oh, wait a minute. Like there's so many more priorities here. Oh, now I feel slightly more grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that itself is quite, you know, one of the things that's sort of appealing about this too is like, well, that there is an, a true power in love, you know, that we don't fully understand, but in terms of like frequency, right? Like, and, and how we are affected by other people's energy and stuff that's going on, how love is actually sort of this, um, it's actually a very strong, yeah, resilient place to be in. Okay. True, true. That true connected love is is resilient and and powerful. And um, what's that? And always there. Free. It's free. <laughs> it's apparently free to everybody in the world. <laughs> it cannot be earned. Like there's some really attractive things about love. <laughs> yes, and yet we we tend to skip over it or not pay attention to it, and that's what's amazing. <laughs> Like, but you mean I can have this right now, but instead I'm going to choose this other thing that is not as attractive? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Isn't that funny? Yeah, like what? And like, that's, that's amazing, really, when you think, right, anybody can be rich in love. Like, I mean, I know it sounds like a country song, but like... (laughs) I think these little experiments or what, you know, these little experiments, when you, you just get these moments when you see how powerful love is and then you realize, no, you really, it really is free. Like just how incredible that is. And that, um, and that you could in fact be rich, you could be rich in love. Um, and what would, you know, and, and thinking about people like, you know, People, some people who've changed the world have changed the world with love as their foundation, you know, with love as their anchor and their, their guidance, you know. Um, but, all, but certainly, like, it's just beautiful when you do come across, you know, somebody that you just feel that emanating from, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's like you, you just want to be around that, you know. Yes. Yeah, and, and and I do wonder then why don't we yeah. practice it more? Or, or now at this point, why does it feel more difficult than something that is less desirable yet easier? You know, it's easier to have my reactions, but not as easy to muster up, may you be well, you know. <laughs> Um, it's way easier for me to go into a reaction of I'm at, I'm at conflict here and I've got to express that, or I've got to feel that in some way. Um, you know, that is so well practiced and now trying to come out of that to practice something else, even though it isn't quite as much effort, like we were saying as the doing, it's still an effort. You know, because you have to catch yourself, for one, you have to realize, oh, this, all situations are a situation for love, but you have to realize this is a situation where, oh, you know what, let's trade it out. Oh, here's a situation, Uh, let's trade this one out. So it's a constant, it is a constant trading out all day 
wrong. Right. And like, yeah, for now anyway, right. Until, until like, I guess you're a master at it, but like, it makes me wonder, like you're saying, why is it so hard? And, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's, I think, first of all, I think maybe it's more difficult in our culture than it is in some other cultures. Cause I do think, I do think we've been sort of trained out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, to me, I think partly we've been really trained into being individuals, especially, or I have, especially in my culture, right? Like where you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you make decisions, you build the life you want. Like it's all about individual effort. Mm-hmm. So then that drop that I was like, you know, when we started talking out, talking at the beginning when I was like, Oh, it's like, I'm living from this place. But that was all about almost this acquisitional. It's almost like being on a game board and you're just trying to get to the yeah. neck. Like there's a real sort of strategy to it all and like a way of seeing and viewing everything. And so then dropping into this other place where they're, it's just like, oh, we so clearly are connected. But so I wonder if like part of it is, is, is partly that for us in particular in Western culture, maybe it's harder because, you know, I've certainly just visited other places and just even looking at how people react with each other. There's, there's just, or interact. It's just this, this softness and kindness. Mm-hmm. No, this, there is, it's just so much more of a connectedness. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, um, like you're saying, it goes along with last week's cause it, we're so trained into the doing it's the ego aspect of ourselves and the thinking mind, you know, that those two go together. And when I was talking about last week about trying to practice more of a surrender um, instead of going into the doing, I mean, it is very much this heart centered space. If I were to surrender, the only thing that I'm surrendering into is love. I'm not surrendering. You know, sometimes we might think of surrender as if we surrender, what's there? Well, that certainly it can and is a, be a question sometimes. If I surrender, what am I surrendering to? What is there? But if we realize at any time that we surrender, we're surrendering our doing and our patterns of um, what doesn't serve us, what's left is what always is there, like we were talking about love, the heart center, our center, that is what is constant. So if we let go, we let go and fall into this place of more softness um, because there is nowhere else to fall. Yeah. But we might not, well, you know, you first have to formulate that that is even possible, that that could be a belief that you could line up with. That that could be a belief that love is there. Yeah. 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 That's even a thing. Well, and that's back to like not knowing what you don't know, right? Like if you're not connected, then yeah, that belief's not even on the table. Like, you know, you're just, yeah. Yes. 
So I'm not sure exactly where this left us because I think we're still um, kind of just trying to identify with it. You know, it's not quite, um, it's not quite, while it is known in a, in a, in an intangible sense, it is not quite yet known. So known that it, that it's, something to be counted on, or I'm not quite sure how to phrase that, but it's not quite known or revealed or something to me anyway, at this point. Yeah. And it's, um, I think that's, that seems accurate. And I was just thinking about like a few podcasts ago, I think you were talking to Sandy and she was sort of talking about in her practice. She's this, she knows herself in a way when she's at, at work in a way that she would like to know herself in all areas or something similar to that. And I think that's maybe what this piece, this love feels like is like there are times or maybe roles where this is more front and center. And I do think like probably for both of us, we're working from this in our work, Mm -hmm. um, whether or not we've named it that, um, but that's probably, it's probably how, how to work is probably that way. Right. So it's more, um, now like, okay, can this, can this be in these other areas in a way that's more, uh, like, can it, can I know it in this other place? Can I know it at 5 PM, you know, when I'm trying to get dinner on the table and, you know, when there's these pressures or whatever it may be, you know, um, there is still so much more to, and it's kind of appealing hearing about your niece, like this idea of immersing. Yeah. Um, you know, like it makes me want to almost want to do some, um, like a little bit of volunteer work or some service work or something. Cause I feel like that's like one way where you just automatically love is just in, in just doing for other people too, like just doing something simple or, you know, something that there's no self-interest in really. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get paid. You're not going to get anything out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like you were saying, just uh, coming more to a place too, the question that came to mind for me was coming to a place more of understanding that this is readily available. Just instilling that belief in myself, no matter what, Danielle, anytime, any. And the week, wherever you are, love is always readily available. Even if you feel like you can access it or not, love is always readily available. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the talk. Thank you, Danielle. Hope you have a good rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Bye. The podcast and show notes can be found at loveandlivethequestions.podbean.com. There is also a Facebook page for interaction and other messages at facebook.com forward slash loveandlivethequestions. My business website is just my name, daniellelatham.com, and I have some podcast info on there as well. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, leaving a review on any of the forms that you use would be greatly appreciated. iTunes does have the best platform for getting the podcast noticed, so if you have access to that, I would be thrilled to see a review on there. It could even be just five stars or four, whatever you think. I'm grateful for whatever you do, though. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, love and live.